I mentioned before uh, the meditation that uh, uh, about I talked about mentioned Larry Ward and something he had said, and I, I sat a, I went to a Dharma talk via Zoom he gave last week. He's a wonderful, wonderful teacher, a student of Thich Nhat Hanh, and a long time teacher practitioner. And um, in this Dharma talk, towards the end, he said someone had asked him recently what he believed, what his beliefs were. I have to go back and check the exact quote, but in general, he, the question was what his beliefs were. And he said, I don't believe anything. I just live. And I found that really um, interesting. It, it grabbed me. I, I noted it. I wrote it down. And I was, I was reflecting on that today. And it's like, I've referred to it a lot during this week um, when I've talked to friends. I, I mentioned the quote and I, I was really sitting with it today and it's like, okay, what, what does that mean? Because this is, I respect this man. I'm very inspired by this man. And it's like, okay, what, do, what does he mean by that? And I, I don't, I have a, I can't tell exactly what he means by that. But my, my takeaway from that is, um, uh, can I, you know, question is like, can I be in the world with not, without believing anything and just live? And I think at one level, it means simply being fully present in each moment. Because when we are fully present in each moment, we're not living in the conditioning. We're living in the experience and re responding appropriately. Um, and what it got me thinking about in the Buddhist context of, of, this, of this way of thinking was um, that very famous sutta, the Kalama Sutta, where the Buddha went to this one village and the people came running out and they basically said, you know, Buddha, these different teachers come passing through every week and they all tell us that their way is the right way and if you don't do it their way, no, no liberation, no Nibbana for you. Um, and here are the rules, X, Y, Z, follow these. And the Buddha basic, and they said, okay, they said, what's your spiel? What's your, what's your deal? Um, and he said, well, you know, and I'm not quoting directly, but he said, well, you know, um, you don't believe it just because someone says it. Be follow your own experience with it. P try it on for size. Does it take you away from suffering or towards suffering? Does it take you towards liberation or away from liberation? That's the true test, not whether you can memorize it and obey all the rules and check off all the boxes and then you're a good person. It's not that because this is a teaching, this is a practice of liberation. This is a practice of freedom from all those things that have kept us um, tied up in our minds. And so uh, there's, a, there's a, a monk who lived last century in Sri Lanka, Somatera, and he's talked about the, the, the spirit of this sutta signifies a teaching that is exempt from fanaticism, bigotry, dogmatism, and intolerance. It's simply a sutta of being fully present, not tied to any beliefs. 
which is, which is what causes so much suffering in this world, these dogmatic beliefs, this is true. If you, if you look this way, if you, if you come from this place, if you, all the things, all the deep conditioning that we've had, all the, the systems of oppression that have, have blossomed throughout history are tied to these ideas of this is true and that's not true and this is real and that's not real and if you believe this and if you don't believe that and we other, other, other constantly and I talk about this all the time. And that's beautiful, that this teaching is incredibly beautiful and I, and I never, don't say it enough, don't believe this just because I say it, you know, find, find out for yourself if this is true. Um, but how can we not have beliefs? What, what does that actually mean? Can, well, I believe what the Buddha said, so I believe that. And um, it, it can seem kind of like a conundrum, but I'm, I'm in my reflection on it, and this is not the, the be-all, end-all answer at any, uh, uh, in any way, shape, or form. This is something just my reflections on what, what, um, what this means to me. How can I live without belief? How can I just live? Um, you know, how can we live without beliefs? Um, there's another sutta, and in fact, many, 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 many of the suttas talk about ethical behavior, sila. In fact, I mentioned last week that in many um, traditionally Buddhist countries, Generosity and ethics are taught before mindfulness and meditation. It's taught before the Eightfold Path. It's taught before the no Four Noble Truths. This, we have to be grounded in this ethical behavior, this way of being in the world that is living in, with, in harmony with all others, living in harmony with the universe. That is really a core of what the Buddha taught. And ethical behavior is a, a whole section of the Eightfold Path, but to have that grounding and to begin to move towards living in a way that is wise and skillful and kind and compassionate and generous gives us a foundation. And this one sutta, the Sitana Sutta, talks about that when we are grounded in virtue, there's no remorse there, and no act of will is necessary. It's like we don't have to force ourselves to do things. There's just this sense of being in the world without preference. This is, this is, there's this embodied, um, deeply embodied way of moving through the world because we have this clarity of what's wise and skillful and what's not wise and skillful. And so this kind of goes along with the Kalama Sutta. This, ground, this living grounded in ethics and integrity takes us away from suffering, takes us towards liberation because we're not doing these things. We're not chasing um, pleasure all the time. We're not living in this aversion. We're not, we're not tied up and, and just totally enmeshed in these stories and, and um, ideas of what should be or could be or this or that. There's a freedom in that. There's a, there's a spaciousness where we can just um, hold the world as it is, as it is. And it sucks a lot of the time. And 
there's great beauty as well. It's not all one or the other. So how can we be with it as it is? Um, we don't have to carry beliefs. We're grounded in this virtue. Um, and, and with the knowledge that this path, is, is, this path to liberation is imbued with loving kindness and compassion and joy and equanimity. It's just part of, as the Buddha said, we live with our minds and our bodies imbued with these four qualities. It's just how we move through the world, and that's because we have this foundation of integrity and ethical behavior. And it, re it reminds me of the fetters as well. This, um, um, when I was thinking about this today, it also reminded me of the teaching around the fetters, which are these... Um, things that get in the way of our liberation. Um, and they are, uh, they're kind of, in some respects, you can think of the hindrances as fetters, um, which is the, you know, um, craving for sensual pleasure all the time. I want it to feel good all the time in everything. And then aversion to what's unpleasant and then restlessness and worry and doubt. But the fetters um, cut it and slice it and dice it a little bit differently. It talks about um, self-view, our, our views of ourself, um, this doubt, this fixation on rites and rituals, like, you know, dogma is, is getting caught up and this is the way it is and we have to do it this way. Um, sensual desire, ill will, again, those are part of the, those are also included in the hindrances. And so these are what get in our way, and um, those are beliefs. Those are all beliefs. And so as you move towards liberation in the teachings, it starts talking about stream entry. These things start falling away. In the first uh, level of stream entry, which is the path to Nibbana, um, we lose our personality view, our view of ourselves, our I, me, my. And I talked about this, I think I talked about this last week or the week before. That, that self-view, and this is one of the three characteristics, there's no fixed self, and, but we have created a fixed self. Of course, it changes all the time, although we may not realize that, but there's this fixed sense of self that we other the world with. And that causes a lot of suffering. So can we not believe those stories about self? So many of which are conditioning, familial conditioning, societal conditioning. Can we be with those? Like, can we let go of those? Um, doubt. Doubt the teachings. Doubt that this stuff works. Um, and those clinging to rules and rituals. Those things fall away, you know? Those things fall away. It doesn't have to be a certain way. I, I, you know, I've said it a million times. I love baseball. And they, if, you, if you know baseball at all, they have these unwritten rules in baseball where players are not allowed to do certain things because it's looked down upon. And it's like just traditions that are, I think, a lot of times outdated. Um, but that's what it is, just things. And nobody ever questions them. It's like, well, why are we doing this? Why do we think this? Why? It's like you're my own story about myself. I am this person. I am uncoordinated. I can't do this. I can do that. I am this. I am not that. And I never question it. 
And we run our lives based on these things. We do it for ourselves. We do it about others. And per again, as I said, from our family, from society, from the world at large, we are told these things, we believe these things, and we don't question these things. And the Buddha says, see for yourself. Don't believe it just because you're told. See for yourself what is true and leads to liberation. And if you're grounded in these precepts, if you're grounded in integrity, you're not going to believe or follow things that cause harm. You know, the don't cause, don't, not take a life, not intentionally cause harm, not take what's not offered, being wise with your sexuality, being wise with your speech, not ingesting anything that leads to heedlessness, living that way. It, be, it starts to become second nature. And when it becomes second nature, you don't have to think about it. You don't have to believe it because you've moved in this direction. You've begun to incline the mind in a way that it's just, oh, this is just how it is. This is just how I live my life. I tend to what's in front of me right now. What's right here? If, is it, if there's injustice being done, do I step in and work to end that injustice? It's not that we sit back and just say, oh, right now it's like this, oh, well, can't do anything. It's we greet each moment and respond appropriately with wisdom and compassion and kindness, not causing harm. And all the things I just stated in, these, in, these, in this... this uh, guide to living with integrity when we can live with integrity there's a tremendous amount of freedom because we're not trapped in our own remorse yeah for as it says for a person who lives with this virtue who lives in ethical behavior there is freedom that arises there is joy that arises. There's no, there's no need for an act of will. You don't have to strive anymore. You know, there's joy that arises. There's tranquility that arises. There's, there's a collectedness of mind. And, and this sutta that talks about this, when a person is involved in, in, um, grounded in virtue and grounded in ethical behavior and integrity, it talks about when this happens, it, these qualities, it's, it talks about like tranquility and, and, um, and joy and collectedness of mind, samadhi. Those are the factors of awakening. So this grounding in ethical behavior moves you towards awakening. So that is what my reflection on what Larry Ward was saying means maybe I move into this practice, these, taking these teachings. The Buddha offered all these teachings and said, put these, I believe that living this way is incredibly wise and skillful. I believe that it leads to freedom for all beings not just for me. It's not about me. I practice for the benefit of all. I practice for my benefit and for the benefit of all. There's a belief in the Dharma, a belief in the teachings. That's the taking refuge in the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha. 
but it's not a dogmatic belief. It's a trust. It's a faith. Faith is one of the five spiritual faculties. It's this faith, this trust, that if I do these things, I'm going to get to this place. So it's not a belief that just because somebody said it. And it, if, it, if, if somebody said it and it doesn't actually match reality, I have to, I'm, in a, I'm in a quandary. Because these beliefs move along with the world because we're in the world we're embodied we're present um, it requires a commitment we don't get there overnight it's not a shallow path it's not just like i'm going to do a little of this and a little of that um, it takes a, a commitment um, i could probably do more than i do but i do what i can and it's had a, a huge impact on my life. Those are one of my favorite teachers, Biko Analio, is going on a year-long retreat. He's going to go on retreat starting next month for a year. That is a deep dive, and that is when you really spend time in in mindful practice. You really get to see how so many of our beliefs are just poof, you know, and you get to really. Um, see the interconnectedness of all of us. This, this, this sense of separation really drops away. And so there's a real clarity and a real wisdom there. And so you move through the world with this a wisdom that we're all connected with each other. It's not a belief, it's an actual experiential knowledge. You know, it's like... Um, and there's a solidity to this foundation. There's an absolute solidity to it. And in the in the teaching around the in the four noble truths, there's the knowledge, there's the intellectual awareness of it, and the slow, gradual embodiment of it. It's the same thing with this, the, all of these teachings. And you know, I talk about um, living with an undefended heart, and I'm committed to that. And I think living without beliefs. Um, you know, not believing things, but just living. That is a, is coming from an undefended heart. And I'm still stuck in the fetters, for sure, for sure. I still have self-view. I still get stuck in I, me, my. But the commitment is there to continue to move in this direction, to continue to live in this way, to live in this way with wisdom and clarity and ethical behavior and integrity for the benefit of all this belief in the Dharma, that is the wisdom of these teachings. So um, that's what I think, uh, that's what I got out of that one little thing that Larry said in his teaching, in his Dharma talk last week. Um, that was about, um, I think the title of it was The End of America. That was the title of the Dharma talk. It was really good. Anyway, um, so... Those are my thoughts about this, and I'm, I'm wondering if I'd love to hear what you all have to say. So thank you, thank you, thank you um, for your attention, and if there's any questions or comments or thoughts, I'd love to hear them. Thank you for visiting Undefended Dharma. These teachings are freely offered. However, if you would like to make a donation to help support the technology that makes these podcasts possible, please visit 
marystancavage.org backslash support. Thank you.